um, that when I'm, when I'm struggling with something, there's two things to consider, you know, take a, take a step back from it, fast from it, you know, take a break. That's okay. You know, and then fill yourself with the truth. Welcome to Compared to Who, the podcast to help you stop comparing and start living. I'm your host, Heather Creekmore. I hate to admit this, but I used to secretly obsess over my appearance. I thought it was part of my job as a woman to always look better, but never felt like I could be good enough. Maybe you can relate. God, in His grace, showed me a way out, and I want to give you all the tools you need to break free too. If you've ever spent too much time stressing over your looks, I get it. I hope you'll keep listening and find the same freedom I have. Here are three other things you should know about me. I'm a minivan driving mom of four. I'm author of the book Compared to Who and the forthcoming book The Burden of Better. I'm a blogger at comparedtowho.me and you just may have seen my epic big fail on Netflix. If you've ever struggled with comparison or body image issues, Compared to Who is the show for you. I hope you enjoy today's episode and hey, tell a friend about it. Hey there, welcome to the Compare to Who podcast and videocast. I'm Heather Creekmore and I'm really glad you're watching today or listening. I am pumped today to have my new friend, Alicia Ilion on the show. Let me tell you just a little bit about her. She lives in Kansas with her husband and three children. She's the founder of Women Repurpose and she loves equipping women with biblical truth and hope for their day-to-day struggles. Her days are a mix of motherhood and ministry, and she's fueled by salsa, coffee, and Jesus. Alicia, welcome to the Compared to Who show. Thank you, Heather. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm glad you're here too, and we've had some fun the last couple minutes before we pressed record, and even after I thought I had pressed record, but that's another story. Uh, but we were talking about one of your claim to fame. Okay. Now, first of all, let me tell you guys, Alicia wrote a brand new book. And so we're going to talk about her new book, which comes out in October called Chasing Perfect. We're going to talk all about that in this episode. So I think you guys are going to want to hear about this great book, but something you guys need to know about Alicia is you may recognize Alicia's husband from somewhere. Alicia, where would we recognize your husband from? (laughs) Well, a long time ago, probably close to 20 years ago, you may remember a little reality show that popped onto the scene um, called The Bachelor and then later The Bachelorette. So my husband, Jason, was actually on, I think it was the second episode of The Bachelorette. Awesome. And what I love, we were talking just a little bit before we got started about the truth that the truth that reality shows aren't real. That sounds so, there's a lot in that sentence. Um, That is truth. But you know, what what I experienced when I was on the Netflix show, Nailed It, is, is that there was a whole lot that we did and we said that they made look however they wanted to look. They could make us say whatever they wanted us to say because that was part of this monster contract that we signed. And reality shows are really scripted, intentional, like they're, they're putting out a message that the producers want us to see. I know that. And, and you had just mentioned that like Jason kind of had that same experience on The Bachelor. Is that right? 
Oh, totally. So they kind of make you sign your life away when you decide to get on one of those shows. And, um, and yeah, they can cut you off halfway in a sentence and turn it to however they want it to, to sound or whatever story they want to tell. And so you just have to kind of be okay with that. And we have to realize that as the audience too, that what they're putting out there is a story and it may not actually be in fact True. So yeah, it was quite an experience for him as it probably was for you too. And very eye-opening when it comes to reality television. <laughs> well, and I think it's important for us to be cognizant of that. Okay. We both have daughters who are about to be teenagers mm-hmm. and, you know, it's one thing for us as adult women to kind of make that distinction. Although I still think it's hard. I mean, I still watch those. Sh- no, I don't watch The Bachelor anymore. <laughs> but, but, you know, even when I watch like a food, a cooking show, like it's hard not to believe that they're, you know, like doing everything in real time and that we're seeing every aspect of that. And, and I know from my own experience that that's not true, but it's, it's hard not to believe that. And so thinking about our daughters and like when they consume this stuff and the messages that they consume, like I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm, I always hesitate to say this in groups because people get mad because people are like the bachelors, their guilty pleasure and don't take away my fun and all that stuff. But I don't think it's healthy for our hearts to consume that. And especially for younger hearts. I mean, what, what do you think, Alicia? Oh, totally. Um, yeah, I was just having this conversation with my oldest son the other day because we were talking about music. And he was like, well, is this song bad? Is this song good? Is this artist good or bad? I said, you know what? What is it doing to your heart? What is it doing to your mind? I'm like, that's the bigger question. If you find yourself believing things that are not aligned with what God says and what he, who he says you are, then those are not good things to put into your mind. And the same thing goes with television. Um, It's not just this list of what's good or bad, but you really have to be discerning about what you're ingesting. And they they may just be subtle lies. Um, And everyone may, you know, struggle with different things. So, you know, if, if I'm watching a show like The Bachelorette or The Bachelor, and I'm looking at all these beautiful bodies, and I'm looking at these women that have the quote unquote look to be loved, And I think that's where my joy and happiness is going to come from is all this attention from men and the way I look and having all the things, taking these elaborate trips and all of that, you know, I may know that, but then the more I consume, the more the enemy can use that to go, well, maybe just maybe if I was more like that, then I would have some happiness and joy. And that's what I, where I think the danger is. And Heather, like, I love the show Fixer Upper. Like, that is my guilty pleasure. I could watch Chip and Joanne all day long. But I'll tell you where I struggle is I can start to be discontent and go, oh, but man, I like that new color for the fall. I was just looking in my emails today and they have their new fall line out. And I'm like, oh, you know, but I'm like, you know what? I have everything I need. Mm -hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with getting a new fall decor, whatever. But I have to know in my own heart you know what, does that have a hold on me? Then I have to step back and go, because I know that my true joy and satisfaction is not found in that. So that's just something we all have to do. And we have to do with our kids. We Mm -hmm. play this game called the truth, like finding the truth and the lies and everything that we watch and everything we hear. I don't play that game enough with them. It's a good reminder that I need to get back into that. But whatever they're consuming, always be discerning about what, what is truth in that and what is the lie. 
And so I think with something like reality TV that we just have to do that as well and just be aware of what it could be doing to our hearts. Absolutely. I love that. And I love what you said to your son. I've said the same thing to my kids. It's, it's not so much there's this distinction between good and bad. Okay, there are. There is a distinction there. And some things are easily classifiable. But for the most part, a lot of stuff lives in this gray area where it's like, Exactly. Hmm, is this good for me? Because like, you know, like you said, HGTV, like I love me some HGTV and I consumed it nonstop for a while. And I had, and I write about this in my new book, like I, we built a house a couple years ago and I had dark hardwood floors and I had a white kitchen with subway tile and all the things. And then we moved to Austin where things were a whole lot more expensive. Mm-hmm. And now I have like, peeling Korean, no, they're not Korean. They're like laminate countertops. I have stained laminate floors in some areas of my house and I can't watch HGTV anymore (laughs) because it starts me on like the crazy train of when can I get my kitchen redone, (laughs) you know? And it's, it's not, it doesn't keep my heart focused where it needs to be on being content with all the ways I'm blessed Exactly. On every level. It'll never be enough too. Right. I mean, that's the lie sometimes that we believe is if I just have that one more thing or I get my kitchen remodeled or whatever. And these things aren't bad in and of themselves, but in the wrong priority, that's when things get twisted and um and they're blessings from God. But yeah, if they become our God and they start consuming us, that's when we get ourselves into trouble. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And what's interesting is, so your book is called Chasing Perfect. And it's so funny because I think in a lot of ways, our books are kind of saying the same thing, maybe. I've only read the first couple chapters, but I think we're making the same point that like, if you're chasing, chasing perfect, or if you're carrying the burden of better, comparing yourself to everyone else, you're going to miss out on what's really important. And that's chasing Jesus. And I don't want to oversimplify that, but I do think that that's a message that gets convoluted, like even in Christian circles. And and you did this meme (laughs) to kind of call out the way it's been convoluted. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So about a year and a half ago, I wrote this meme and um, I wouldn't say it was the most like insightful thing I've ever written, but for whatever reason, it just so resonated with women. And I think it was shared like probably over 200 thousand times, maybe more. I bet it was um, more. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So it, it said this, it said, girl, read your Bible. You can eat all the kale, buy all the things, lift all the weights, take all the trips, trash all that doesn't spark joy, wash your face and hustle like mad. But if you don't rest your soul in Jesus, you'll never find peace or purpose. Um, and I, yeah, so it, it was shared quite a bit. Um, and, you know, the more I started thinking about it, I, I didn't anticipate that the message would resonate and explode like that. But I think it's because women desperately desire peace and purpose and they're looking for contentment. And I quickly realized that this was a message that would be worth unpacking. And so the book Chasing Perfect kind of came out of this whole meme that was shared so many times. That's awesome. Well, so tell me more about it. What? So did you write the book before you did the meme or you wrote the meme and then you're like, okay, I really need to, you know, fill this out. Right. So I had started writing parts of the book. Um, So the, so the message was on my heart 
because it's something that I struggle with. You know, the thing that I think, and you know this too, because you're an author, is we write things not because we have it all figured out, but because we learn that we're struggling well. And, and so we're, we're coming alongside you going, I know this is a struggle. I'm, I'm in it with you. And I'm here to encourage you with the things that God encourages me with. And, um, and so, so yeah, so I already had this kind of message that I felt like I wanted to unpack and then the, the meme kind of came out of that. And then I just, it was confirmation that yes, we, we need to be having these conversations and there's, yes, there's lots of books coming out talking about this because the truth remains the same and the voices are really loud in the other direction that you're going to find contentment and you're going to find satisfaction in the more that you do and the more that you accomplish and the more that you have. And, um, and that's an exhausting, almost overwhelming message. And it sounds good at first, but then we try it and we're left. I think if we're honest with ourselves, we're left feeling like, no, I'm not enough. I, I will never be enough. Um, and so if that's where I need to find my joy, if that's where I need to find my peace and man, that's, that's just horrible, you know, like I'm not ever going to get there. I'm never going to find it. So, um, I think that's the message that we're hearing a lot and we need to counter that because that's not the message of Jesus. Hey there, how much is freedom worth to you? That's kind of an odd question, right? When I was in the midst of my struggle with disordered eating and body image, I would have paid anything I had to be free. Truth is, I spent a lot of my budget on things I thought could help me be free, like new diets, exercise gizmos, clothing, but none of those things really helped. I'm so grateful that God showed me the way out. And now I'm passionate about helping others find their way out too. I want them to know that Jesus already paid it all. They don't have to spend another cent to find the freedom they really desire. But truth is, it does cost me something to get this message out, compared to who can't spread the message of Jesus' offer of freedom without the help of women like you. Would you consider making a contribution? Check out Compared to Who's Patreon page at patreon.com slash compared to who. Then prayerfully consider giving $1 or $5 a month, whatever you can to help. Any amount you'd be willing to donate would be a huge blessing and will go directly towards covering the operating expenses of this ministry. Thank you for being a part of seeing other women set free from the chains of body image and comparison. May God bless your generosity. So one of the quotes that I use in my book, it's, I don't know why I said it's a quote because it's my own quote. So that was just awkward and weird. <laughs> one thing I said in my book to quote me is, no, I, I said the comparisons ladder doesn't have a top rung, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's, and it's the same with chasing perfect. Like you don't ever arrive. Like there's always a little bit more perfect. I mean, except for, you know, in the heavenly realm, of course, but here on earth, like you can have the quote unquote perfect home and then you need a new wreath and it's more perfect. Or I mean, it's something silly like that, but like, there's always this one more thing you can do and it becomes crazy making, I think, don't you? Oh, totally. Um, I heard a quote from Jenny Allen the other day and I thought it was really good. It says the most destructive line of thinking in the 21st century is our incessant desire to be great. Hmm. Um, and honestly, I would add to be in control too. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think the pandemic and the state of our world right now has made that even clear that we, you know, we're trying to, to fight for some sense of control and to, to be better, to do better, to find better, to live better in some way that will help us feel that safety, that, 
um, satisfaction and fulfillment that we're looking for. But um, you made the point that, you know, in the heavenlies that we will find that ultimate perfection. And I think there is some truth to that. I was listening to Nan Nancy Guthrie the other day, and she was talking about the Garden of Eden. And we all, we all think of that garden as like the epitome of perfection, right? Like there was no sin, everything was glorious. And, you know, someday we're going to be in that state again. And man, why did, why did Eve have to take the bite of that apple? Just ruined everything for us. But the reality is the Garden of Eden was not actually in effect, perfect, because the the presence of sin, the presence of evil was always a possibility because mm -hmm. of Satan. And um, perfection is only truly found in Christ, in, in Jesus, but we have that longing for it. And that mm -hmm. honestly is God instilled inside of us. It is God ordained. In fact, Matthew 5, 48 says, be perfect as I am perfect. And at first glance, you, that can come across as like, oh man, you know, that's kind of a high bar, right? I mean, none of us are going to be perfect. But when I discovered that the word perfect there in the Greek, and I'm going to sound really smart and I'm really not, but that's Go why I, I give you the Greek word so that I can sound smart. Um, but it's actually really fascinating. That word teleos in the Greek isn't in this, it isn't the word that we would um, consider perfect in the English, like without flaw. Um, so perfectionism isn't something that a lot of us might consider that we are um, in the sense of no dishes in the dish in the, in the sink and no wrinkle in the bed. You know, I'm not a perfectionist in that sense, but in the sense of um, not being enough, that's completely different. Teleos is, is a word that describes more of living into your purpose and identity that we were designed and called to. It's being, the word actually means being brought to its end, complete and mature. So when, when Jesus is saying, I want you to be perfect as I am perfect, he's not saying I need you to be, um, you know, equal with God in your ethics. <laughs> he's saying, I want you to imitate and reflect me in your identity and in your purpose. Um, that's what he's calling us to. So in our effort to live holy lives, we are actually um, fulfilling what God has put on our heart. So, you know, yes, the sense of wanting to be better is actually God in us. You know, he is he is putting that in us and wiring us to want to be better. That's not wrong. But the perfect that he is asking us to chase is the perfection of Jesus. That's where we're going to find our fulfillment and our completeness and our maturity, not in and through ourselves. That's where we twist it and we start chasing all the wrong things to find that fulfillment or that perfection that is in Jesus Christ alone. And so I love that idea of teleos because the, he does yes he asks us and encourages us to chase after jesus and because that is our purpose that's our fulfillment and our identity um and the other the word tell us is actually in james 1 2 through 4 as well and you guys might be familiar with that passage it says um count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Once again, teleos, perfect, not without 
law that will not happen this side of eternity, but complete lacking in nothing. And so that is what God wants and desires for us. That's when we will feel satisfied. So those trials that are producing the steadfastness in us, those things that we don't like, even in the pandemic, like it is not something I consider joy to not have a plan for the fall. Like that, it does not, but guess what? That is producing steadfastness because I'm having to trust God is greater and bigger than my plans and my ability or desire to control life <laughs> and my circumstances. And that is in a sense working out um, the perfection that God is calling all of us to, that we would be complete not without fault, complete living in the identity of Christ. That is where we're going to find joy. And so those hard things that we go through in life, um, those are working for our good. So there's just so much that can be unpacked in that, which is why Jesus is always the answer. <laughs> it's simple, but true. Amen. I love it. Preach girl. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Tired of comparing yourself to others? It's time to break free, my friend. Check out compareedtohu.me online and you'll find a ton of great resources, blog posts, videos, and so much more to help you stop comparing and start living. And make sure you sign up for my exclusive email list while you're there. I send my email friends things I don't send anyone else. You can also find out more about my brand new book, The Burden of Better, How a Comparison-Free Life Leads to Joy, Peace, and Rest. If you're tired of battling comparison, friend, I wrote this book just for you. Check it out right after this episode, of course. Well, I'm glad you went back to control because, you know, when the pandemic started, I was reading a bunch of different just different voices. Part of my audience is women who are recovering or recovered from eating disorders. Mm -hmm. And one of the pieces of advice that I picked up somewhere along the way, which I thought was absolutely awful advice, was to find something you can control. Mm -hmm. And that that would help you feel better during the pandemic if you could just find something to control. And I was like shouting at my computer screen, like, no, don't tell, you know, don't tell my women that because they're going to turn to food and they're going to start controlling food. And that's what like, you know, starts this whole downward spiral. But I think it's so interesting how it is our flesh, right? Our flesh wants to control. And what's so fascinating is Jesus is like, Hey, as soon as you release that control, like mm -hmm. then, and just trust me, like mm -hmm. I can do so much more and you will feel so much more free <laughs> and you will have so much more joy and more life. But it's, it's just this constant like tug of war, don't you think? Mm, totally. Yeah. And it is a, um, I shared this with you earlier, something that I think God has been reminding me is that it's a daily decision to trust. I actually wrote that down on a piece of paper and I put it all over my house because I would get so frustrated that I would keep struggling with the same things. And I needed that reminder that the surrender would have to be an ongoing surrender. Mm. It would be that ongoing decision to trust the truth of the fact that he is in control, not yeah. me, yeah. Um, that he loves me, that he is good, that when 
um, then I, when I'm truly following him and pursuing him and seeking him and loving him, that he is always going to fight for my good, no matter what the circumstance. And so I think that, yeah, I think it's a struggle because like you said, our flesh is going to be battling that. And, and we're going to be hearing the lies all the time that, well, is God really listening? Is he really there? Does he really care? You know, this is on you, you know, and just reminding ourselves that, you know what, I am seen, I am loved you know, he knows every hair on my head, (laughs) you know, he has engraved himself into my, the palms of his hands. I mean, these are, those are huge things that the God of the universe, the creator of planets that spin and puts, you know, air in our lungs that keeps our heart beating, that he is very present and his presence is the deliverance. Mm -hmm. Um, And so sometimes we think, well, if he'll just take us out of the situation Mm -hmm. or that he'll get us through, but but the deliverance is actually the fact that he is there with us and that he promises to provide and that he will, even through trial. Now, he won't always take us out of trial because once again, he's for our perfection. He's for our completeness. And he'll, he'll take us and allow us to go through a lot of different things to get us there because that's our ultimate good. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I love that. And, you know, the one thing that I just keep thinking and that I like to remind women of is you can't trust someone you don't know, right? Mm. So if you're having a hard time, if you're listening or watching today and you're like, yeah, I know I should trust God, but it's just really hard to trust God. Like, I would just encourage you, like, you know, I'm not going to like find someone like that's jogging around my neighborhood and be like, Hey, would you come in here and watch my kids for a few minutes? Because I'm not going to trust a stranger. And so the only way you build trust with someone is to spend time with them. And, you know, in the case of God, like we have this, we have his whole word, right? What he says about us, the truth about him. And, and we can, we can get to know him that way. And I don't know. I mean, what would you add to that, Alicia? Like if you want to trust God more, what do you do? Oh, yes, absolutely. And that's why I think we have to keep coming back to his word, even when we don't feel like it, even when we consider it a dry season or we don't understand, we keep pursuing it because, and I heard it put this, put it, put it, I heard it put this way one time that we're, we're making deposits Mm -hmm. into the bank. And so, you know, at some point we're going to withdraw and maybe what we read in the word um, this morning may not be something that you feel like you can relate to in the moment, but you're getting to know the character of God. You're getting to know his heart, his story. Um, and over time that will build up into a a deeper faith and the ability to go through. And sometimes I would say this, the word of God is the language of the Holy spirit. If you want the Holy spirit to guide you and to, to comfort you and all those things that you're going to need, he's going to use the, the, the word of God to do that. So if you're not in the word to know him better, um, and not just for us, but to know him better and his character, um, then in those moments that you need the Holy spirit, he's not going to have anything to speak to your heart with. Mm -hmm. You're not going to know the voice of God. 
Um, and so it's so important to stay consistent in that and just to saturate your mind because like we talked about, whether it's through mediums like social media or through shows that are on TV, um, your friends, whoever, like you're going to get lots of messages or other books that are out there, Christian books, supposedly, those messages aren't Christian. necessarily, exactly, <laughs> aren't necessarily Christian messages, but you're not going to know that unless you're in the word of God. You're, you always need to be holding it up next to scripture, whatever, whatever it is um, that you're believing or considering or putting in your heart. And it doesn't match, does it align with what the word of God says? Dig in, read the context. Don't just believe a scripture a day to keep the enemy away. Like get in there and read the whole thing. And yeah, some of it is, is hard. It's difficult. Um, you know, even Peter said, Paul's words are hard to understand, you know, but they are deep truths and the Holy Spirit will guide you into the knowledge that you need and, and breathe freshness into that for whatever he needs to speak to your heart about. And so that's the cool thing, but yes, read it through, read it in, pass it on. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> amen. And also memorizing scripture. I mean, I, that was something that I had to do as a child. And a lot of the songs I believe I grew up singing in church were scripture based. And so now like some of those songs still come to my head and I'm sad for my kids because I don't think we, you know, there's just not the same emphasis in kids programs with singing scripture anymore. And so like, you know, working with them, trying to get them to memorize scripture in the same way that I did. But I think like I put scripture memory verses in my book because I know people probably just skip right over them. But I feel like, and you and I were talking about this a little bit when we started, you know, you're not cured once you read one of our books. Like you're still going to be tempted <laughs> to compare. You're still going to be tempted to chase perfect. But hopefully you have tools as you grow and mature to know what to do. Like for me, if someone turns on HGTV, like I'm not instantly sunk for the day. <laughs> like I have tools to remind myself, okay, no, like I'm grateful for all God has provided me with. And you know, and I can quote scripture, like back to that voice of the enemy in my head that says you, you know, should do better. You could have better, you know, why isn't, you know, why aren't you focusing on these things that can make your life better and everyone would like you more and all of those crazy things that we all here if we know the word we have something to answer back with just like Jesus did right yes yes the radar will go off and you'll you'll have that inside of you going yeah that's not true that's not that's not real um and I think that this verse came to mind when you were talking Romans 13 14 not to make provision for the desires of the flesh but clothe yourself with Jesus and so there may be times where you have to take a social media break and remove yourself from the playground and the playmates that are causing you know that struggle inside and being aware of that and go you know what I need to turn this off for a little bit I need to turn the news off I need to turn this show off um, but at the same time, if you notice in that verse, it's not just, hey, I'm going to remove the things that are making provision for the de desires of the flesh. He says, but clothe yourself with Jesus. So if you're leaving that empty space and you're removing the junk, you're, you're putting the guardrails up, that's great. Um, turn off the lies, but then fill yourself with the truth, with Jesus, clothe yourself with him and replace that vacancy. Um, and like you said, it's not just enough to know about God. You have to know him personally and passionately too. So um, I think that that's a good thing to remember. It's helpful for me too, um, that when I'm, when I'm struggling with something, there's two things to consider, you know, take a, take a step back from it, fast from it, you know, take a break. That's okay. You know, and then fill yourself with the truth. 
Yeah, I love that. Totally agree. That's awesome. Well, Alicia, where can everyone connect with you? Okay. So yes, my social media handles, if you're not uh, taking a break from social media, (laughs) is at Alicia Illian, A-L-I-S-H-A-I-L-L-I-A-N. And that is for Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then my website is, it's either aliciaillian.com, but the same one is womenrepurpose.com as well. Awesome. And I'll put all those links in show notes. So if you're driving, don't try to write that down. We got you covered. (laughs) And we can get the book everywhere. I'm sure everywhere books are sold. It's probably available for pre-order until its launch date on October 6th, I believe you said. Yep. Great. And it's called Chasing Perfect. What's the subtitle? I'm bad with subtitles. Yeah, I know. Peace and purpose in the exhausting pursuit of something better. Peace and purpose in the exhausting pursuit of something better. That's awesome. I love that. Well, it sounds like the perfect um, cousin (laughs) or twin, I was going to say twin, but twin, twin, like, you know, that insinuates a likeness and, and what I love. So I had someone else on the show and I don't know if that episode will air before or after this one, but I had someone else who wrote a comparison book on this show recently. And what I love, friends, listen to this, like no scarcity mentality, okay? I think scarcity mentality gets us into trouble. It gets authors into trouble, but it gets all of us into trouble, right? When we think like, well, she has such a pretty voice. Like I shouldn't sing because her voice is better than mine. Like no, that's ridiculous. Like God gave you talent for a reason. And so the reason why I've written a book on comparison, but yet I'm still having all these other people on the show who have written books on comparison comparison is because we all have different voices and I would encourage you to read all these books right because we don't just like struggle and then we're done struggling like it's great to hear lots of different voices lots of encouragement lots of new stories right like Alicia and I don't have the same stories although I did have an illustration that was similar which is always fascinating (laughs) it's great to hear lots of different voices so I would encourage you if you're watching or listening today check out Alicia's book Chasing Perfect get it on Amazon or Christian book or wherever you buy your Christian books and uh, and read it and give her a good review too she needs that I can tell you from personal experience (laughs) (laughs) well Alicia thanks so much for being on the compared to who show today Thank you, Heather, for having me. It was such a joy. I just, I'm excited for your book too. I think it's going to be great. And I agree with her hundred percent. We're not going to say, we're going to say the same thing, but in, in a different way. So you can never get enough of the truth. I'm telling you that. So yes, read both of them. There's going to be a different spin. I promise you, but the same truth that we need reminded of hundred <laughs> percent. Amen. Well, thanks for that. Well, and thank you for watching or listening today. I hope something in today's episode has helped you stop comparing and start living. That's all. I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Hey friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the start here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey.
God kept calling my heart. Like, I just knew he was my safe place. I hope people don't walk away going, wow, you're really awesome. More than like, wow, Jesus is really interesting. And he's really awesome. Everybody on this planet is dealing with some sort of what if. How does that one courageous decision affect the whole world? A ship in harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are built for. If you were encouraged by what you just heard, please search Trevor Talks on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com.